time when the fun begins. You may now have fun. Hi, I'm Phil. Green. I'm a half-breed elf halfling with a horny helmet. Persuasion. The Alberic recruits. The blue robot and the green robot. Green kids. The mechanica. The geologist and the diver. Idiotic looking cadet. <laughs> green ship. The law. Purple. Teacher. Leon the waiter. Captain James of the Minerva. The tomb iron dwarves. And then the reborn mummies. The games master. Hi, I'm Mark. Blue. I'm the wolves of BMU. The purple robots and white robots. The yellow children. Blue ship. Red. Mrs. Sunnyside. The head cook. Captain Catherine of the Shield Bane. And welcome to Organised Fun, the board game podcast, where this time it is our end of year five review. We've been going for five whole years. Oh. Huzzah. (laughs) (laughs) So the running score at the moment at the end of five years is 112 to the gamers, 41 to the haters. That's not bad, is it? No, that's not bad. I wonder, can you, like, what, if you boiled that down to its most simple ratio, which, oh dear, I'm going to have to do some <laughs> shitty maths. I bet, right, hang on. What do you mean, like, for every five well, games, like, one's going to be a... Yeah, if you boiled it down as much as possible. Although 41 is a bit dodgy, isn't it? Factors of 41. Oh, it's prime number. Can't simplify it without getting... Right, so, there you go. 112 versus 41. Lovely. We have a total airtime of 122 hours. Oh my god. (laughs) And so I learnt about something new to me. Have you heard of the H index? No. No. So Board Game Souls on Twitter posted, you know, they do, here's all our plays for the month ask me anything whatever and they you know they'd listed how many games they played and whatever and they had this thing called h index and i was like what's that so your h index is something used by like academics and scholars and shit and i don't really understand like why is is it like a brag or something but so your h index is how many things you've published versus how many times people have cited it or read it or something so like if you've got one thing if your h index is one it means you've done one thing that one person has seen and if your h index is two it means you've got two things that two people have each seen three things that three so for example my books i have a h index of seven because i've published seven and they've all got at least seven sales (laughs) (laughs) so our h index would you believe is only 10 we've done 10 games well only 10 games that have 10 or more plays we don't have 11 games with 11 or more plays oh wow what 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 are the what are the ten? Oh, you want all right? Okay, well, right. that's a that's a good round number to do a yes a ten of. Let so me so ten games that have had ten or more plays. Yes. Okay. Well, the magical ten. While I'm opening Ooh. the spreadsheet, see if you make some predictions. Legendary. Okay. Or maybe some like quick games that come around quite a lot. Maybe like some shorter games. There's going to be an Arkham in there somewhere. There usually is. Okay. Um, you ready? Okay. The, the ten. Sophia Legacy. Oh yeah. Arkham card game. Kids on bike. Cards Against Humanity, Risk Legacy, Kids on Brooms, Legacy of Isla Nublar, Exit, Legendary, Jenga. Hang on, was that 10? <laughs> 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10. Yes, that was 10. <laughs> okay, so not major surprises in there. That's a lot of games that have that are like building up every time you play and stuff. So that's what they're going to come around a lot more. Yes. So... The next one is Eldritch Horror, which is at 9. So that needs two more plays and then we can get a H index of 11. Ooh. <laughs> okay. But yeah, they 
there you go. And like I said, I don't really like what's the point if someone's like, oh, hi, I've got a H index. I suppose like a high H index. If you had a H index of 100, that means there's 100 games that you've played 100 times or more, or you've released 100 essays that 100 people have cited or whatever. Yeah, I bet like Stephen Hawking had high H index. Probably. Do you reckon you can find that? I wonder if you could just Google someone's H index. <laughs> Stephen Hawking. Oh, to keep a record of yourself, I suppose. The highest H index that Hirsch is the dude that invented it could find among scholars in his field went to E. Witten, who had a H index of 110. Stephen Hawking had a H index of 62. Oh no. Do you know what? There is probably a game there somewhere. Find the H index. Like you play different characters and yes. you have to like trade skills or something to build your H index. There's got to be something mm. there. Yeah. Or you like have, you have different products and if you get many people to use Use your product. I don't know. Anyway, well, we've got a hate product. <laughs> trade products. You create products, yeah. And then you trade yeah. them to get people to use them. And then you get an H index card and you build it up until you win the Witten prize. Yeah, it could be the first to get a hate index of whatever. Yeah. Okay. Or that's what thinking about. at the end of a certain amount of rounds, you you get, you know, remember when we played Walk in the Park and it was like, if you got this score, you are Sir whatever. So, like, you know, the top score would be 110 Witten. But, you know, if you got 60, to something you'd be a hawking and if you got something to <laughs> you'd be a or whatever anyway that's the hate index we've got a hate index of 10 so there <laughs> you're reminded that enjoyment is compulsory now obviously I'm just going to go through you know we have a number of like annual features that we talk about on these reviews and the first is the Derek Ring update oh my gosh I totally forgot about him I've got some bad news I don't oh think God. he's on Twitter anymore I tried oh. searching him up and I couldn't find him I thought you said he died <laughs> <laughs> He's still on Instagram and stuff, but I could not find his Twitter account anymore. So we can't track his Twitter followers. Oh, no. Sorry. Has he done any work recently that you can talk about? Is he, is he still active in the art world? I don't know. I mean, he's not featured. I can't remember what the last Flux set we got was, but he wasn't the artist of that. So who knows? Derek Ring is a mystery. He's gone into the ether. <laughs> Workforce is the one workforce. We've had, because like last year, we only got two new countries, but this year we've had Peru, Taiwan, Nigeria, Thailand, Saudi Arabia, Vietnam, and Bangladesh. So that's good, isn't it? And our listenership, <laughs> we have conquered 58 out of 195 countries. Well, there's still quite a few more to go then. There is, but you know, we're making steady progress. That's Maybe good. We need to find some, like, a game from each country and do that. Maybe. Somehow. Yes. A game. A from world country. tour, the world tour of games. I wonder if we could do a H index for how many countries, <laughs> like if each country, we've done 58 countries, but I bet each country has not listened 58 times. I bet we'd have quite a shitty H index for that, I think. Is there like a national game for each country, do you think? No, probably not. I don't know. Hang on. I'm going to write. Let's put, we're already clocking up stuff. Right. I'm going to write national, national games and country H index. I'll find out. Anyway, right. So there you go. 58 countries we have listened to. Plus those few territories that are undefined. Hola. Ni hao. Swati. Ahlan. Sin chao. Hello. 
we did a few polls this year. Not very many, but this is what we've learned this year from the polls. More people would rather play a 90 minutes game than a 30 minutes game. Oh, I do not agree. (laughs) (laughs) Most people like to have some sort of background music on while they're playing a game. Okay, yeah. Everyone, literally everyone, 100% agreed that if an expansion comes in the main box already, it's not an expansion, it's a game mode. You can't expand, like if you buy it all the same time, it's not an expansion. And do you remember when you bought me those edible meeples? Most people said that I should eat the edible meeples. Well, there we go. Well, we've learned a lot. Everybody's very wise. Absolutely. But I did, you know, I did eat half. There was two of each color. So I ate one of each color and I kept one of each color. So I still have. I haven't looked at them for a while. They're in the back of the cupboard. They might be a bit manky by now. Yeah, I don't, they're probably just maybe to be eaten. Maybe they'll melt and fuse into some horrible The Thing style meeple. (laughs) (laughs) That'd be good. The Thing made of meeples. I might draw that later. Please make sure you get your phone quota. Just got a few sort of key moments from the timeline this year that I have picked out. So episode 126 was Jane Austen and Zombies, which if you remember was the game that Bunty pitched in the board game boardroom that won the vote. So I made that for her as a Christmas present, I believe. That was good fun. And that's, you know, dreams can come true, guys. (laughs) That is a game made real from Bunty's imagination. (laughs) Minisode 30 was the ancient game Tomb Challenge, which Tim won with Ring Toss, where you lose a finger if you lose the game. <laughs> that would be good. Maybe we shouldn't make that one for real, though, otherwise... No, that's not a dream coming true, is it? Missing fingers. <laughs> Primosode 3 was Witchbound, which, if you remember, dear listener, I am doing some guest writing for that, so hooray. But on that note, Thatcher, the creator of Witchbound, has recorded us just a little progress update. Obviously, it got funded on GameFound within, like, an hour, so obviously really, really popular, but here is Thatcher with an update. Hey everyone, this is Thatcher, creator of Witchbound. Hello to all that are listening. Uh, It's been a while since I was on the Organized Fund podcast, and a lot has happened since then. Uh, Notably, I ran a crowdfunding campaign for Witchbound. That went really well. I learned a lot. It was a lot of fun. It really helped to build a community around the game, but most importantly, it allowed me to be able to make this game. And so that's what I've been doing. Been doing a lot of design, a lot of writing, a lot of art, a little bit of everything. And it's been a really fun, exciting project to work on. I really enjoy sharing it every now and then, what I can share. The feedback and response I get is always positive and just really motivating and inspiring. Things are going really well. And as I get closer to the end of development, my excitement grows to share the game with everyone and get to see if all the hard work pays off, which I I really believe it will. So thank you to Phil for having me on the podcast those many moons ago. It It was also fun. And yeah. I hope everyone's doing well, and I hope you all get to enjoy Witchbound when it comes out. So that's really cool. So episodes 141, 144, and 147 were our Alley Cat trilogy. Got sent like a, a box of promo stuff from Alley Cat Games. So we had Autobahn, we had Catstronauts, and we had Starfighters, which were, you know, free games. And they were really good, weren't they? <laughs> <Autobahn>. games. <laughs> they were free. They were free. No, I, do you know what? I put Autobahn as a highlight. Did you? Well, the same way. I mean, we'll go into highlights later. But yeah, Autobahn 
considering that was an unexpected one and it was a very specific theme like we enjoyed that a lot didn't we yeah. yes so that was good. yes yes we did <laughs> also Barn was really really good but the other two were great fun as well then episodes 142 145 and 146 were the mystery box trilogy obviously you got the the mystery box so we had the crew we had Pullman and we had Clever Cubed and that was a new element wasn't it playing games well getting games that we didn't know what were going to be because quite often well quite often <laughs> quite always, often when you buy a always, game we know you what you games. <laughs> yeah, you read the box and you know what yes, you're getting absolutely so that was another interesting sort of twist I quite like those episodes where it's a game that I wouldn't normally necessarily choose you know like some. I, I know we said this last year and stuff but with agility and stuff you know you chose some of the games so it was refreshing to not be bound by my interests <laughs> oh we missed a trick though yeah because if it's a game that I'm like we should play this and yeah it and we play you should be the one that decides if it's a win or not oh yeah yeah it's not one that you've bought or chosen I suppose yeah yeah we could do it that way I can't Definitely. believe we didn't think of that no I guess just used to asking you <laughs> <laughs> Minnesota 34 was Celebrity Game Night and I've just put that as a as a highlight on the timeline because it gave us our Annika Rice tweet <laughs> we are basically famous now we are on Annika Rice's radar <laughs> oh, did you see what she tweeted the other day oh today? no is she alright yeah her washing machine fell over and like everything on it had smashed and like you know when it you know when the washing machine's on it like jiggles out of thing yeah anyway she, look on her Twitter she's on a picture of her washing machine like causing havoc and all the stuff is everywhere yeah but okay, it must be pretty violent for a washing machine to literally tip over well I don't know it was tipped over with everything smashed around mm. it maybe it's a cry for help Annika are you okay then <laughs> and the, the final sort of timeline thing that I've highlighted is that we finished our Kids on Brooms RPG adventure and we have started Teens in Space the other one of the trilogy oh although I say trilogy but they've announced what the next one's going to be it's Kids in Capes Capes oh like superhero stuff yeah oh, so that, that makes sense. sense yeah yeah sign up today for your local phone patrol now another new regular feature is this idea of our fake game oh, yeah. <laughs> so as yeah. as with last year one game that we did an episode about was complete bullshit that we just made up completely and I have asked for people to to guess which one it was but because of the timey-wimey nature what day is it today Thursday so we're recording this on a Thursday but the last week's episode only came out today when we're recording it so no one will have had a chance to guess yet no. if that makes sense but in today's episode Taskmaster Mariel guest walk in the park so Mark would you like to reveal what was the fake game this year so the fake game of 2023 was Pullman hey. Hey. <laughs> utter, I mean, utter fabrication there are a lot of train based games out there but there unfortunately are. this one was not real. although I thought we upped our game no pun intended with this one because not only did we pretend that it came in the mystery box so I faked a picture of it in the mystery box but the episode after you also pretended that you'd looked up the artist Jared Bourne who again <laughs> was completely fake <laughs> 
I can't remember what I said about him. Did I say it on some other stuff? Possibly. I'll edit in what you said about Jared Bourne here. So we said we were going to look up the Pullman artist, Jared Bourne. Yes. I trust you've done that. I trust you've done your homework. Of course I have. What what did you find out about him? Have a look. And no, he's not that done. Are you okay? (laughs) Cut this out. He's not done that many games, actually. There are only two others that he's done. And I think he might specialise in like food and stuff like that because he's done Veganuary, the game. Veganuary? Is that how you say it? Veganuary. Veganuary, as in like where you don't eat for January. Yeah, Veganuary. Yeah, okay. So I think that's another more like food based thing. Okay. And another one called Leaf Time. Leaf Time. So I think he does special, and they are very similar styles actually from what I've seen on the the covers and stuff. So yeah, he's uh, quite a delicate artist, I feel. (laughs) Oh, there we go. (laughs) But all all to make it sound more convincing and I think that's too convincing. How are we gonna how are we gonna how are we gonna beat that next time, next year? Who knows? But as usual, you know, having to make up a game on the spot did come with its fair share of bloopers. So I have kept those and I will edit those in here just so you can see how Pullman came about. Here are those now. Hi. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I, hang on. Are we actually doing the episode? I thought we were just going to do the sort of you know the track of us playing first, well, and no, then we talk about it. But we don't need because like because it's fake. Oh, I thought you were going to put just... clips in of us playing. Oh no, I will. But I can just do it as we're going because I can like when we talk about drawing cards, we can be like okay, now let's pretend to draw. You know, we can just ah uh, okay. Hi, I'm Mrs. Sunnyside, the head. No, hang on. Let me start again. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> like... A lovely surprise to play. <laughs> um, <laughs> why? <laughs> You need... <laughs> Sorry. Why is that funny? <laughs> okay, I'm going to do that bit again because okay. over to you to read the box. <laughs> oh, thanks a lot. Okay. <laughs> or I can read the box. <laughs> No, well, you won, so it's your turn to read the box. Okay. What else do we say? Ages. Oh, ages. Shit. Ten passengers? Yes. (laughs) Yes, okay. Hang on, let me do that again. Oh, actually, hold on. Is that too similar to yours? I've got another one. Oh, yeah, I suppose it is quite similar to mine. Okay, hold on. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Hang on a second. I need to think of a name for a second. We'll do that again. Oh, I'm trying to think of names. It's really difficult. I'm trying to make them sort of plausible as well. Not like rude ones or anything. Not like, what was it on Bouquet? Lavender dry spell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm going to put down a soup. Okay. Yeah, that's all I can do. Okay. But I thought we were just doing clips of us using our character powers. Oh, oh no, I was trying to do like build up and then you do yours. Okay, I... I'll do my turn and it just seems like it's for okay, like, in the middle on, of something. Okay. <laughs> what? Um, Lady Grassman. Um... <laughs> what did I say? Jeanette Tipple? No, um, unfortunately, Mr. Sharif is a vegetarian. <laughs> Oh, why? Um, okay, sorry. Oh no, I don't want to say diabetes. What else can you do? It's one thing having, thinking up the concept of the game and being like, right, this is the game, it's real, yes. but we sort of pretend to play it for the audio clips. So that's yeah, we do have really to kind difficult. of, we have to know how it works to be able to talk about it convincingly, even though mm. it's utter, utterly made up. Yeah. But there you go. I, I quite like it. I think it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, there you go. So get thinking for what our fake game 2024 is going to be. Yeah. Without fun, there can be no function. Right. Shall we move on to the Frag Awards? Oh, yes. Okay. Okay. We should start, as always, with the burners. So the lowest scoring games of the year. Do you have any guesses, predictions of what the burners might be this year? I think the biscuit game is there. Did it count? Oh. Oh. Did it not count? Well, I didn't put it on the spreadsheet. Oh, okay. So 
so it's not on the spreadsheet. Okay, not fine. On spreadsheet, so it won't be there, but you're right. The biscuit game probably didn't do very well. I'm putting that... Well, I was going to put that as my low point of the year and worst episode. <laughs> but why? <laughs> you were so into terrible. the biscuit game. No, it was... No, it was not what I thought it would be. It was <laughs> Did you weird. think it would be just wanking into a biscuit? No, it was the weird. Sorry, onto thing. a biscuit, not into a biscuit. That, that would be gross. No, it was just the weirdest one. So, no, okay, something that's on the thing. Okay, to be fair, if the biscuit game was included, it would be the worst scoring one. <laughs> yes, I thought so. I knew it. I knew it. I don't know, it was a walk in the park. It didn't do very well, I don't think. Oh, um, it did all right. Okay, what was it? What's the worst? Okay, the least fun was Munchkin. Okay. The least replayable was Star Trek Klingon Challenge. Right. The least aesthetic, Munchkin. The worst gameplay, Munchkin. So the overall burner of this year was Munchkin with a frag of nine. That is harsh. That, that is, is pretty harsh. But it's worth saying that all, well, I say all the games, but there was only two, Munchkin and Star Trek, but they were both games that I played with Sarah, Amanda and Jane. So I think the girls are just harsh. <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, because when I rate stuff, I don't, it's very rare that we do like a one or a two or something like that, isn't it? Yeah. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's usually the guests that, that pull yeah. twos. <laughs> yeah, it has to be really bad to have that. It's been very rare. Yes. Okay, on to the top frags then. And I'd say it's a much narrower field than it has been in previous years. Like, we've only got a tie of two for one of them. Whereas other times, other games, uh, well, other years, we've had like three or four tying for, for top in a category. So again, any any predictions of what might be the top fraggers for this year? I really can't think. I hope Autobahn's there. It's not. But I can't remember if in the actual scoring it got very... Because mm. I think like remember... Maybe it didn't translate. For it to be a top frag, both of us or all of us have to choose five, right? Unanimously for mm. it to... Right. You ready? Okay. The most fun was Taskmaster. The most replayable was Space Team. The best aesthetic was a tie between Don't Talk to Strangers and Legacy of Isla Nublar. Best gameplay was Space Team. And the overall top frag was Space Team with 17.7. Wow. There you go. Oh, I forgot about Don't Talk to Strangers. Yeah, we like the artwork on that. Yeah, that was yeah, yeah. that was good. That's why it was on the best aesthetic, obviously. <laughs> All non-compliance will be reported. On to the gaming highlights. As usual, we've had a few different guests this year who have recorded some of their highlights for us. So I shall play those in now. I'm Finn Jane. I am a third breed orc, a centaur, elf, cleric with an orc hireling. Bitchy looking chief. Friendy. Memo kid. I've been Sarah. I am a half breed dwarf lizard guy with a super Michigan wizard warrior class in chainmail bikini riding a tiger steed wearing a tinfoil hat. Hot blonde lieutenant. Ted Wong, the nerd. I've been Amanda. I'm a half breed orc centaur of unknown gender with a hireling and a club. Ginger Engineer. Danny Matrix. I'm like the cheerleader. I've been Mariel. I was Emma. The Saharan Republic. Blue. Stone Ogres, the Fisher Will-O-The-Wisps, and the Magic Lizardmen. Merlin Maine. I've been Patrick. Pride and Prejudice. The Mutant. I'm the Medic and the Bodyguard. Uh, I don't know. What am I? You were red. red. <laughs> 
Hi, I'm Ray. Orange. Frightened Shrooms. The Vengeful Liches. And The Adventurous Drow. Neutron. I was Miss Austin. Meredith Atlantic. Hi, I'm Tim. Hi, I'm Riley. Jack Sarian. I am Kabak. Hi, I'm Thatcher. Nice to meet you. My board game lowlight this year was Munchkin, for sure. The C episode. And my highlight was one that we didn't play during the recording sessions. It was one we played afterwards, actually. And it was Skulls. And I really enjoyed it. It was really simple. It really worked as a group icebreaker. There was like, I guess, some strategy, but also some luck, which is what like you want in a game sometimes. I've played it since I've taken it other places and played it with people since who aren't gamers, and they've also really enjoyed it. So I'd say that was a win. Hi, Phil. My board game highlight of the year would have to be, well, Isla Nubler definitely gets a, a mention, but I think my favourite, bizarrely, very specifically, was the Cities and Knights expansion for Catan. Never have I played an expansion that just worked so well with the base game that it's almost like that should just be the base game. Yeah, very enjoyable. Everything it adds just, yeah, works and fits really nicely into the game. Yeah, highly recommended for anyone that's not played it. Hi guys, it's been such a great year of gaming that it's been really hard to pick just one highlight for this year. But I think it's going to have to be playing The Legacy of Ela Nublar. It's a fantastic game, really fun and really pretty. But other contenders have got to be our Risk Legacy campaign, finally getting and playing Settlers of Catan, finishing off our Kids on Brooms adventure and of course starting our escapades on Teens in Space. I'm Bunty and my board game highlight this year was The Ghost in the Attic by the Mystery Agency. That might be influenced by the fact that we just played it and I had a great time, but I stand by my choice. My gaming highlight of this year has been Bristol 1350, uh, set in Plague Ridden Bristol, and the idea is you have to try and escape the city in a cart with other players who may or may not be plague ridden and you have to try and escape without catching the plague or if you do have the plague try and spread it to as many people as possible which really gave loads of chances for you to be really sneaky and mess everyone else's game plan up and it also looks really good and it turns out it's part of a series of other games set and historical events so I'm quite looking forward to trying Salem 1692 because that looks really interesting. Happy Anna Anniversary. Anniversary. Organized fun. fun. I'm Riley. I am the host of the Board Game Community Show, and I am also the Bunker Master, or as I prefer to be called, the Almighty Sinky BM on Friend and Foe Adventure Co., which features Phil and the person that's about to introduce themselves. <laughs> Hi, I'm Kimmy, and I play Phelion on Friend and Foe Adventure Co. along with Phil. Happy anniversary to Phil and Mark on the Organized Fun podcast. I love the podcast. I love listening every week. You both do an amazing job. I love the side things, the mini-sodes. You have done so many awesome things this year. So thanks for continuing to do the hard work of editing and putting together these episodes. You have a unique style that I just really admire. So we're going to share some highlights over the last year. Kimmy, why don't you start? One of my favorite games that we played this year was called Astra, and it had to do with constellations, and I loved it. It was beautiful. That one you have like markers, and the cards are dry erase, and you get to mark the constellation. It's cool. It's really cool. My first one, I'm going to put Too Many Bones, which I played with Sky and Matt. And that one is a, a lot of dice rolling and skill tree building and doing this epic story. I loved it so much. And playing with them was so fun. Playing with Kimmy was also fun. But I was going to say, I'm like, I played it with you too, but apparently I didn't make the list. Well, you didn't make the list because you didn't love the game like me. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. But I still had an absolute blast when we played it. Okay, the next game that I absolutely adore was Patchwork Doodle, which is a 
it's newer, right? I think so. Anyway, it's, I don't know the terms. Flipping right, rolling right. They both work here. Okay. Anyway, you're drawing it. It's like Tetris. You're making your quilt. It's fun. You get to draw. It's not stressful because you're drawing. You get to make fun art. Yeah. Everyone we've showed this to has loved it and wanted it, maybe bought it. And it's not that expensive, which is a bonus. My next one was Paperback Adventures, which is a solo game. It does kind of have a co-op thing that you could do. Usually I just play it where Kimmy helps me, but it's a spelling one, fighting enemies and playing cards and spelling out words. And that determines how much your defense or your attack is and special abilities, depending on which card you have on top. It's tied for my favorite game of 2022. Okay, my next game is Chakra. We got this game in Oregon when we visited just like a couple weeks ago. And it's just a gem. You're trying to align your chakras. I don't know how to explain it. You're just moving the colored gems to match this color of the circle to get points. It's beautiful. And I won. So it made me happy. Winning for you definitely helps you love a game. I get it. It's fine. (laughs) I haven't won against Kimmy for a while, so it's fine. Undefeated. (laughs) (laughs) My next game is Wonderland's War. I've played it quite a bit. I just think it is a brilliant game. I mean, Quacks of Quidlinburg is fun, but this one is like quacks on steroids where you're building a bag and you're going to war, placing troops in area control type stuff, building your little army. That was the other number one game of 2022. The next game that I really enjoyed over this past year was Viticulture World. I love Viticulture by itself, but the idea of making it cooperative just makes like heightens it in my opinion. We still haven't beaten the first continent, right? It's continents. Yeah, there's like the tutorial continent, which we did, which was like a fictional one of a different Stonemaier game. But yeah, the real first continent. We're going to get it one of these times. You're making your vineyard, growing your grapes, making wine. It's a good time. My last one is Cthulhu Death May Die. I love this game. Cooperative, you know, Lovecraftian horror type thing. I just really, really enjoy this game. The miniatures are cool. The presentation's cool. Asymmetric powers and going insane is dangerous, but it also powers you up. So it's like get too insane and you'll be really powerful. But at a certain point, you die because you're insane or you just go insane. And now you've joined the dark side, whatever it is. My last game was Champions of Midgard, which is a game that I didn't think I would like. It's about Vikings and you're gathering materials, worker placement, I believe. You get to go on boat trips and fight monsters. It's like Lords of Waterdeep, but a little bit different, a little bit more added to it with the boats and fighting monsters. I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I I love it too. I think Organized Fun should get it. Oh, and do an episode. (gasps) Okay, let's do events. I've got more events, so I'm going to start off there. I'm actually just going to do two events at a time and then you do one. Anytime I get to guest on Organized Fun or have Organized Fun over on here. Phil coming up on here, always a blast. I just love hanging out with them. Next one, Game Nights with Ryan, Mr. Rao, Tim from Board Game Hot Takes, and David, all games doing old. Usually we streamed it, but we stopped streaming them, but we've still been just playing games together, which is just a blast. It's fun to be able to play games with people I've met in this community. Okay, my first event is when we go on gaming weekends with my sister and her husband, Nate and Nicole. I really enjoy it. We spent usually go up Friday, leave on Sunday, and we just play games the whole time and just eat junk food and have a good old time. My next one is Teens in Space, which is here on Organized Fun, and we've recorded two sessions. One of them 
is out, I think, by the time this comes out. I've listened to the Kids on Bikes and Kids on Brooms, and both of those were so fun. And so I was excited to be able to join in for Teens in Space because sci-fi is totally my jam. Lost the board game with my friend Mark. He was such a big Lost fan. He saw I had the board game. He's not like necessarily a huge board gamer, but we played it together and it was such a blast. The game has like typos, really confusing rules, but we just were both such big fans of Lost that we powered through it and it was like hilarious and a blast. It took like two hours to play this game. It should not be that long. It would not have been fun with other people, but because we were Losties, oh, it was a blast. But it was all a dream. That's not what happened. <laughs> My next event that I really enjoyed was SaltCon, which is just a gaming convention. My favorite part is that they have a free library of games that you get to borrow, play, and then return, just like a library full of books. And it's a good old time. And I feel like I've said that a lot of, a lot this round, and I'm just going with it. Nice. I met a lot of nice people. We actually got a hotel this time and made a we did a trip. Alphabetical BGA Board Game Arena with Phil. Again, Phil is featured on here. He's featured in my events list a lot because I do a lot of things with him, I guess. That has been really, really fun. We've played some really surprisingly good games and some really surprisingly duds of games, but all of them have been fun because it's playing with Phil. And then being a guest speaker at Protospiel Online, that was an honor and really fun to do. I got to just kind of like hang out and chat about building communities in the board game space. And my last one is having a couple to play games with. We have like game nights, usually like every other week. And I've met some really cool people like Caroline and Sky, Alethea and Derek. It's been really fun. Kind of alongside with that, I've got gaming with Chris from Board Game Hot Takes and his family in Portland. We do play with his son, but also he'll go to bed or go do something and then we play as, you know, couples. And that has been really fun. We've done it the last two years. They're just so nice. It's so beautiful up there and we have a great time playing games with them. So that's definitely a highlight for me. And then Bunkers and Badasses Friend and Foe Adventure Co. Doing that whole podcast has been my, I mean, that's just like always the highlight of my week every time we play it. We have way, way, way too much fun on that podcast. And I am so glad that I've got you and Phil and Matt and the other guy. Kyle, come on. (laughs) And Kyle, yes, all of them, all of you. So that's that's that. Anyways, that was way longer than it should have been probably. But thank you for letting us ramble about our highlights. Happy anniversary of your podcast. And thanks for playing, what was it? Dinosaur Dinosaur Park? What was it? Oh yeah, Draftosaurus. Draftosaurus with me this, this past week. Yeah. I think it was. That would probably make it on as a thing. We we made this list before we recorded, but Draftosaurus, we went and we bought it that same day and then it arrived the next day and we played it that day. Like it's And I slaughtered Riley. Yeah. Slaughtered. Okay, online games I can beat Kimmy. Like we played it online, we played it on BGA. I slaughtered. No, actually it was a one no, point No, you did game. not. It was a by one, one point. I won by one point both nice two try. Times. Anyways, but then yeah, she absolutely she killed me by like 10 points when we played in person. So but it's so much cuter with like the little dino meeples and everything. Yeah, it's adorable. And there's like this purple dinosaur. I don't know what its name is because I'm not smart, but it's adorable. The Purplesaurus, right? The Purplesaurus Rex. <laughs> All right. Well, non-relinquum and arca operculo. Bye, what? Ludophiles. <laughs> Here's to another year, another 10 years, 10 years of of Phil and Mark and 10 years of organized fun. Here we go. 10 more years. 10 more years. That was a lot.
There we go. Thank you for sending those in, team. So over to you, Mark. What have been your gaming highlights of the past 12 months? Well, like I was saying, Autobahn, mm-hmm. which is quite surprising, really, because when we first played it, it took us like three hours <laughs> to actually, yes. one, work out what was going on, and two, to actually play right through. We played it a couple of times, and once we got used to it, like when you look at that board and you look at all the stuff, you just think, this is a huge mess to untangle <laughs> and work out because there's so much to it. But actually, once you get into it, so my highlight is actually playing that and making sense of the huge possible mess that it could have been. But actually, it is a really good, straightforward game. Lots of different components to it. And if you said, you know, play a game about German roads or whatever, it might not necessarily be something you think would be a highlight. But no, it was very, very good, actually, in the end. It was worth playing. Good. Any more? Or just oh, I, oh, I liked Elevens is as well. Oh, no. That was fun. Again, actually, I didn't get on with that total. I don't think it got actually a high, that high a score. It, I didn't really get it. Like, it's one of those ones, actually, when you, the more you play it, the more you actually understand. I'm sure the first time we played it, I was like, don't actually understand. Yeah, only got a fraction of 13. Yeah. But actually, no, that was actually quite good. And I, I like a food based game. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Any more? Well, they were the two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have got four highlights. Oh. oh. <laughs> so I really enjoyed Legacy of Easily New Black. You know, I love a legacy game. You know, I love Jurassic Park. Like, as I said on the episode, those two things, making a board game baby is just like perfect. It was it was amazing. It was great. I recommend it. Go buy it now, everyone. Witchbound, again, getting to work on that. Thatcher sent me a load of stuff to like proofread. I cannot wait for it to come out and just play it and do a proper episode on it because just reading what I've read of the story, it's so cool. It's going to be so much fun. Like, I'm excited for that. Another highlight I put was just, remember when we just randomly found Bermuda Triangle in that shop? Oh, yeah. And like, whilst the game itself, you know, it was fun, but it was very simple. You know, it wasn't groundbreaking. But just that element of something that we'd completely spoken about, like just offhandedly, and then to just weren't even looking for it, just see it and be like, oh, hey, there's that game we were talking about. Let's buy it. You know, like just that random sort of, oh universe thing. Did it turn out to actually be what we thought it was going to be at the end or not? It wasn't exactly what we thought it was was it? I can't remember. What did we think it it was going to be? I can't remember. No, I can't remember but no, yeah, that was actually quite good. I thought that actually. It was was just one of those fortuitous like random finds and it was like, hey, let's just get it because there it is and we might not ever see it again sort of thing. Wow. (laughs) And the final one is from yesterday. So playing on Board Game Arena with Riley and Kimmy and we played Draftosaurus and it's so cute. You basically just roll a dice and you put a little wooden dinosaur in one area of your park. Basically, you know, the dice will be like, place it this side of the river or place it in the forest or place it on. And you get different points for putting different dinosaurs in different places. And, you know, just one of those games, you know, sometimes where you play a game and you're just, you're only like a few minutes in and you're just like, do you know what? I just really like this. So I've put it on my list to buy because if those little dinosaurs, if they're little cute wooden dinosaurs, like they appear to be on Board Game Arena, then it's a win. There's so cute and just little wooden dinosaur <laughs> yeah but do you know like when you just play a game and you're just like do you know what this is this is a game for me like I just just really like it so yeah Draftosaurus that, that was a highlight for me yeah. are we having fun yet 
Right, next thing, we usually talk about our gaming goals. So I will start, I've listened back and I've got what we each chose for our gaming goals from last year. Right. So let's just see whether those gaming goals have been achieved or not. Oh my God, so, I cannot remember anything that I said. <laughs> Mark, you had two goals specifically. The first one was that you wanted a new legendary set. Oh no, well that hasn't happened, has it? No, but they did announce Legendary Matrix, which I would oh. be interested. Oh no, no. No, no. not the Matrix. No. <laughs> not interested so i guess that's a no that's a fail for that one no new legendary set yeah. but and even though we spoke about it this year we spoke about it last year as well just random mark choice games we did actually <laughs> i mean so right 11s is was yours mm-hmm. peep mats don't talk to strangers the biscuit game and walk in the park were all found by you weren't they which is quite a good run apart from the biscuit game ignore that one that was a misstep it was all an the experience others are really good yeah <laughs> Yeah, and because it was like free online, it just seemed like a good idea, but no. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, so I think it's good that Mm -hmm. you choose... Oh, this sounds really patronising as fuck, doesn't it? I think it's good that you choose some games that you like. Yeah, it's good boy. (laughs) So yeah, for you, in terms of your your goals, one one succeeded and one not succeeded, but that was out of your control, whether they made a new legendary set or not. (laughs) It's not, but they, they are quite slow on making legendary sets, I think. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And it must be, I guess, a, quite a process to get the rights for something and do all the... An Indiana Jones one would be good. Oh, it would. Have you seen the new one yet? No, not yet. No, no. me neither, but apparently well, could be. I was talking to someone about it and, you know, I was like what is the Dial of Destiny? And it's the Antikythera which was in an episode of Thunderbirds so I'm already like, I'm like, ooh! <laughs> but anyway my goals from last year I just wanted to get the spreadsheet to a state where no game had zero plays and we had zero play- we had zero games with zero plays. Is that like a negative hate index whatever for a bit but currently there are three games that have zero plays on the spreadsheet is that because you bought them new they are but it's just either because i've not had the right amount of players or so for example where are we so one i bought literally last week which taskmaster secret series so i just haven't got around to playing that yet the mystery agency because bunty got it me for my birthday i'm waiting till i'm with bunty so we can play that together and the traitors just need four players and I haven't had four people around for a while so yeah but I guess that's a fail I failed on my goals from well, last it, year. well it depends it's an ever moving one isn't it so it is. you can't really control yeah. that unless you literally play it as soon as you buy it there's always going to be a time when you have mm. a game with zero plays <laughs> right have you thought of some goals for the year ahead I got one yeah I thought of we need to do the A to Z challenge yes we do. I have got it written on my list of, of minisodes. And that is what we're going to do. No, okay. but actually play A to Z of okay. games. All in one, like it. one long slog? I think so, yeah. Okay. So that is what we should do. Fair enough. I mean, I hope you've got the stamina for it. You know yes. me, I, I'll be able to power through, but... We need to curate a list so they're yeah. achievable, but no, yeah, definitely. Nice. I just chose one goal and it's based on my new discovery. My goal is just to increase our hate index. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, but then how can that happen if you keep... Because that means it's just going around the spreadsheet the whole time to get to the next one, isn't it? Yeah, that's true. So it's unlikely. Maybe <laughs> we could increase it's... it... Well, but we're on 10. We could increase it to 11 by in a year, surely. So basically your goal is play more games <laughs> on the spreadsheet. <laughs> yes, but with the specific aim of increasing the H-index. Okay. Possibly. I don't I know. I think that's it's just like the idea of H-index. 
<laughs> actually, if you want that to go up, then you should buy less games and play the ones you've got. That's true. Yes. Because every time I'm you buy a game, them. it makes it go down. <laughs> yes. No, that's true. I will. We'll see what happens. But yeah, there you go. Hate index. Increase the hate index win <laughs> well that's about it we've got through everything that we usually talk about yes yeah so yeah. there you go here's to year six i suppose yes yeah that's good did you think when we started that we would still be going after five years well, i didn't think there'd be that many games <laughs> to play <laughs> you, you fool <laughs> <laughs> yeah i didn't realize there'd be that many to go through but yeah there you go incidentally this will be our 260 60th episode 260 hey. weeks and we've never missed one have we i've been a few days late sometimes but we've never missed an episode and wow, missed well, that's pretty good that's really good yeah there you go mm. so here's to the next 52 well <laughs> i've been phil i've been mark and remember non-relinquent in arca Aperculo. you can find us on facebook at organized fun pod find us on twitter at fun organized thanks for listening bye ludophiles bye, bye. I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to say. Now is the time when we stop. Good night.